welcome back to episode six of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. And there's no winter break, which means there's loads and loads of football to get talking about this week. And uh, you yourself, Dad, have just got back from Iceland, hot off the plane. Are you feeling up to talking about a lot of football? Cold off the plane, actually, yeah. But yeah, definitely talking about football. So you're going to have lots of rants today. What is going to be your first rant? Well, my first rant is actually, I mean, we've got the women's game, which um, it's amazing to see just how popular women's game is developing these days. And I think it's a shame that we've got one female assistant referee, Sean ah. Louise Massey, MBE, by the way. Oh, MBE, I didn't know that. 34 years old, based in Coventry. And whenever she's running the line, I think she does a brilliant job. I've never yet seen a match where you question decisions, where VAR overrules her. So I think she does a brilliant job. I think it's great to see. And maybe she should be given the chance to be a referee. And maybe we need more. Yeah, uh, completely agree. Female assistant referees and referees. I think she's. I think that's the way forward. So she's the only female assistant referee in the Premier League. I think. Well, yeah, I've never seen anybody else in the Premier League. Of. Yeah, so might be some of the lower divisions, but definitely let's. You know, I think we should definitely have more inclusion for yeah female assistant referees. Definitely a direction which football could be going. I reckon I'm cut out for that kind of stuff. Could I do it? No, I don't think you're fit enough. <laughs> that is nasty. But I completely agree. No chance. I would be absolutely puffed. And do you see before the matches when they do their own little warm-ups, the referees, even that would tie me out? Yeah, no, I don't think you could even do that. No, I'll be shattered. Well, mine is very much to do with decisions on pitch. And we'll be talking about the match a little bit later. But I know it's been in the news a lot. But my rant is definitely about the La Celso tackle on Aspliqueta, Chelsea against Tottenham. I think it was mistakes across the park from Michael Oliver, the on-pitch referee, to not even be able to see that it was a blatant red card. He got a yellow card on the day, um, but we watched it again in slow motion and he was no way near the ball, really high tackle on his shin. And it's a kind of tackle that had he have obviously broken Azpilicueta's leg, he would have got a straight red card, but probably because it didn't look that bad in the moment it just didn't get a red card but what was your thought on it did it look like a red card to you well it was a deliberate stamp that could have led to a serious injury so definitely a red card yeah definitely and then obviously they referred it to var and i think this is just what's made everybody mad is the fact that a michael oliver can miss it and then b var can look at it on repeat for about four or five times at stockley park and then still somehow decide that it is only a yellow card so they're saying that stockley park it's miles away miles away from where the football is taking place. Do they not, can they not have a system where VR is brought closer to where the match is? Because uh, when you're 20 miles away from the match, you don't know the tempo, you don't know the pace. I don't know where Stockley Park is. But well, no, but they're saying that it's miles away from the football grounds. Well, I, don't, I refuse to talk about VAR. Well, it's going to be, I think it's a prominent thing and it's taking over football. What's some of the football chants that they're seeing at the moment? We don't want VAR. Yeah, and it's not football anymore. Now we're going to go for our picks from the week. Now, because like we said, there's no winter breaks. There's so much football that went on. And I'm going to start off with the Premier League and really just a couple of really big names and big matches that went on. Chelsea 2, Tottenham 1. As I said, it was a big battle between Frank Lampard and Jose Mourinho and definitely a well-deserved win for Chelsea. After four games without a win, they certainly needed it. It was great to see Giroud starting and scoring. And when you've got Abraham, Tommy Abraham, that's injured, 
last match he played Batshuayi and Giroud had such a great impact. So for me, definitely I'll start Giroud over Batshuayi these days. So Chelsea remain fourth on 44 points. Man United are now close on 41 points and Spurs are now four points behind Chelsea on sixth. So a really big one for Chelsea win over Tottenham. And then on Sunday night, you had Arsenal against Everton 3-2, five-goal thriller. And I think Arsenal finally showing some courage, hunger and a togetherness. I know the beginning of the match when they conceded very early on wasn't great, but the definite signs are improving under Arteta. And I thought overall Everton was slightly unlucky to lose. But now Arsenal up to ninth place and only four points behind Man U in fifth. And Everton just slightly dropped down to 11th. But again, they're doing really well under Ancelotti. Easy for you to say. So the championship, I've got first one, Bristol, West Brom. So West Brom uh, now got a nine-point gap from third place. So starting to look like they're uh, on for automatic promotion. Boing, boing, baggies as they call them. Keep bouncing up and down from championship to Premier League and back again. But it's got to be their year again this year. Robinson got a goal and Robson Canoe. One of those was after Sawyers was sent off. Robson Canoe, good uh, Welsh striker. Recognise the name. Yeah, no, I think he seems to have found his place. Scored a few goals recently. I think he's, he seems, whenever you watch him, he's a real hard-working centre-forward and got his just rewards with a couple of goals yesterday. So, shame for Bristol City there, struggling, dropped back a little bit now. But West Brom, certainly, they're starting to open up that gap. And Leeds won as well, so uh, those top two starting to make clear water between them and the, the chasing pack. Second one, got insider detail from this. Our mate Eric, he goes to Wigan, season ticket holder, best part of 90 years old. Says it was a rubbish <laughs> match, actually. Didn't enjoy it yesterday, but they beat Millwall 1-0. Millwall, who were... Fantastic. Uh, yeah, they're chasing promotion or chasing the playoffs, rather. Will they, won't they? Not quite sure. But certainly Wigan, it was a great win for them. It was an own goal. And like I say, apparently the insider knowledge was it wasn't a particularly good match, but uh, three a brilliant three pods for Wigan. And League One, you've got Ipswich against Oxford. Not the biggest high scoring match, but 1-0 to Oxford thanks to Matt Taylor's 44th minute goal. So that's reignited Oxford's promotion push and it's knocked Ipswich's bid to climb into the top six at Portman Road. And it's back-to-back wins for Oxford now after a spell of three matches without a win. So Oxford are now ninth, so that's three points off the playoffs. And Ipswich are eighth, that's two points off the playoffs. Good old Oxford. I'd only found out that Derek Fazakla, the old Blackburn player, one of the legends of Ewood Park, is assistant manager at Oxford. And that is a brilliant thing. He is indeed. And he was inducted into the Hall of Fame not that long ago. And then my other match was Shrewsbury against Doncaster. Again, it was only 1-0, but 1-0 to Shrewsbury from their captain Dave Edwards' goal, 76th minute. And that secured Shrewsbury's first League One victory of 2020. So they're in 17th place, but they're 15-point cushion from Tramer in 21st. So um, I just thought I'd celebrate the fact that they got their first league win over the new year. So before we go into Best of the West, I've got uh, not such good of the West, which is Exeter. Exeter got beat 2-0 at Northampton. Exeter fall down to third behind crew. Uh, and Northampton, goals from Oliver Hoskins, just over 5,000 there. Takes them up to seventh, so they're toying with the uh, promotion playoffs. Exeter, one of those teams always there or thereabouts. Keep feeling they're going to do it this year, automatic promotion. Uh, but it's a real tight finish up there. Probably good to the last match, I would imagine. But disappointment yesterday for our West Country team. Northampton 2, Exeter 0. And the other one, Carlisle 2, Morecambe 2. Interesting, that is sort of a, a northern challenge there. Carlisle look like they're going to be safe in 7th from bottom now. 4,500 on there. Morecambe 3rd from bottom. Good draw for them. They were 2 up, so they're going to be disappointed, I think, that they didn't win that match. But Carlisle fought back to get that draw, so... 
quite an entertaining match and probably both teams will stay up certainly Carlisle look like they're safe now and Morecambe just keep scrapping winning those points so good luck to them Best from the West, as you just said. League two we've gone for this week. And it's Cheltenham Town have got a win against Mansfield. It was 1-0 thanks to Ruben Rees' 65th minute goal. So three wins on the bounce now for Cheltenham. They remain fifth in the playoff places on 57 points. They've got a big midweek match coming up. So they're going to be playing seventh place Northampton Town. And it's actually only two points between the teams themselves. That'll be a really good midweek match to watch. And Mansfield dropped down to 21st. So our best from the West this week was Cheltenham Town. So on to my second rant. Quite an interesting one, actually. So feigning injury. It's interesting when you get the Six Nations on the telly. Everybody likes to watch that. If you like sport, you like the Six Nations. Could be Seven Nations. If they get South Africa in there, which is a bit strange. Is that but what anyway, they're saying? Yeah, that's what they're saying. I haven't possibly. heard that at all. Yeah, so feigning injuries. So the rugby players, I mean, you see some real clashes and thuds and, oh, God, blimey, Charlie. Black eyes. But the footballers, a slight knock, and they're rolling around on the floor as if somebody shot them from the stand. <laughs> and some of them, it's not, it's just, and then the referee, you know, they bring the the guy on with the sponge and there's and you see you actually watch it in slow motion you think nobody touched you what you're holding your head for there was no contact with your head uh, and it's just I mean it's a real waste of time it just makes them look a bit silly and I think you know get yourselves like the rugby players if you get hurt fair enough and then at least the referees and the guys on the pitch side etc will know and your colleagues will know if you're genuinely injured well that's fine yeah but if you're not then stop rolling like around the ball that cried wolf really wouldn't it it is yeah it's just it's it's just silly really and i think that you know if you're if you're hurt fair enough if you're not get up but they are get punishing they're punishing diving you obviously get a yellow card if you dive do you think they should punish if you not dive but you overact to the point where it's not even a foul definitely yeah? definitely yeah yeah people get booked and like i say it's the stopping of the match and if you're in the stand, you know, quite a long way away, it might look dramatic and you think this so-and-so has been injured really badly. And the fact of the matter is yeah. nobody touched him. So, you know, get on with it. Stop messing about. And the worst thing is when they look at the ref, either before as they're rolling over, just to see if they've either got the foul. And then if they know that they have, then they'll stop rolling over. And if they know they haven't, then they'll just keep rolling over. And they wave this imaginary yellow or red card, which is just, it's really poor practice. So that's my rant. Are you um, thinking about this because... Blackburn had a very soft penalty awarded against them. Not really. I just think that every time you watch Match of the Day or yeah, the Championship programme, there's always one incident where you think, nobody touched him, get up. Well, my rant's in keeping with the match that I watched, Man City against Leicester. And I just realised that I really dislike their away kit. It's a horrible yellow pinky mergy colour and we were talking about it and we said it looked a little bit like a cocktail didn't it tequila sunrise yeah that's it tequila sunrise or a lollipop and i just thought as away kits go it's a bit of an eyesore and it's a bit distracting it's like you've had two highlighters from your pencil case just merge together and make a minging colour so i thought just choose have all of one colour either go for all yellow bright or yellow or go for all pink 
or just go for the sleeve different colors like your classic football shirt so when you do a fancy football team you pick your colors and the sleeves maybe have pink sleeves and a yellow chest that's what i'm gonna say but i think they're awake it's pretty disgusting bournemouth has got a quite nice one bright yellow quite uh slick i would say looking didn't stop them winning though so did it there you go no that's true but it didn't help them they still didn't score the penalty they need to listen to your suggestion what yes. did you say a couple of weeks Allison. ago not Allison. what's he called edison edison the edison other one. He something sun. he's the man for the penalties poor aguero i do feel a bit sorry for them but they seem to not be able to score a penalty Putting in the miles. This is where we uh, look at teams and fans that have uh, put in the miles, gone that extra way to see their team. So we're going to Sunderland versus Bristol Rovers, one of our West Country teams. 31,000, of course, the Stadium of Light. Sunderland, incredible support. And of all the grounds, I've not been there actually, but of all the grounds that you'd want to go to, as somebody in Division 1, you'd be heading up to the Stadium of Light if you could. So just short of a 1,000 Bristol Rovers fans, 984 headed up to Sunderland. You'd probably get a flight, actually. You'd probably fly from Bristol to Newcastle and then get the little train That'd up there. That'd be easier, wouldn't it, than doing all the driving? It would. Goodness me, that's a long drive. It's 570-mile round trip if you were driving, and well done to those Bristol Rovers fans. Unfortunately, they got beat 3 nothing. Sunderland took advantage of a go-go sending off in the 59th minute, scoring three goals in 11 minutes. And that's four wins on the bounce. They're in fourth now. Three points of automatic promotion. They've got to get that really this year. I think the fans will be distraught if they don't get big stadium, up this isn't year. it? Really big, big stadium, stadium, big support, big club. Really should be in the championship, trying their best to get there. But well done to Bristol. Give it a go, and well done to those 984 fans who made that trip all the way up the country and all the way back down again to see the team lose. Good luck to them. Barnet of the week time. So I'm going to kick this one straight off. I've gone for a player who is back for Everton on Sunday night against Arsenal after just four months from his horrific injury where his ankle was broken. It is, of course, the legend that is Andre Gomez. And he came back and we've obviously missed him and it was a horrific injury that happened and took place. And I uh, just couldn't help that he's got great hair, really thick hair, slightly neat, I noticed, and a little bit more contained than last time. So having some time off has definitely made him maybe just trim it back a little bit. A little bit of hint of a cow's lit going on. Just thought he looked really dapper and looked really good. Well, it's great to see him back. A terrible injury and quite a quick recovery, I think that. So uh, Really well quick. Done. Yeah, so he's definitely giving me my barnet of the week. A, because I'm just really happy to see him. And B, because I think he's got great hair. Well, my barnet of the week, uh, Mustafi Arsenal. I quite like Mustafa. He's an old-fashioned defender. Gets stuck in, does his best. Quite a good player, but what is going on? I don't know if it's blonde, is it grey? I don't get it. Some sort of dyed... I think it's grey. I think is it, it is grey? actually meant to be grey. Well, he's either got very worried about something very quickly and gone grey. As is uh, Aguero in that case. As is Aguero. Well, they're, both, they're either it's both catching. big warriors or there's a little <laughs> bit of the old dye come out. But yeah, no, I'm not keen on... I don't mind Mustafi. Bit clumsy. Well, I'm not sure if I would necessarily if I when I see him and David Luiz both together that would slightly worry me as an Arsenal fan. Well, yeah, I agree. But what would worry him more is that flipping what is it, grey hair, blonde hair? No, that's true. Yeah, the hair's more is. worrying. Maybe that it's because he's competing against David Luiz with the um, like sideshow Bob look. Maybe thing. he's trying to put off the forwards and they might get distracted by his barnet, perhaps. Yeah, potentially. So that could be something that's trending. The old grey. Are you going to go for that look? Maybe naturally over time. Let's have a look at our ones to watch. Again, there's loads of matches coming up over midweek and the weekend. 
and I've gone for a Premier League match next Sunday, 2pm. I've gone for Tottenham against Wolves. After their defeat to Chelsea, Tottenham really going to want to have to bounce back. Mourinho's been talking a lot of the press very negatively, saying that they haven't got any strikers and without Kane and Son's not really, I think he's injured and Ali's not really been playing that well at the moment. So they've got no European football for them, Tottenham, this week. So they've got a whole week to probably rest, whereas Wolves, they play Espanyol in the Europa League on Thursday, saying that they're doing really well in the Europa League. I think they're 4-0 up already on aggregate against them. But I'm thinking potentially Wolves might be a little bit leggy, a little bit tired. They had a great 3-0 win against Norwich over the weekend. So that's going to be my one to watch. Tottenham against Wolves. Last time they played at Molyneux in December, it was 2-1 to Tottenham. So my prediction, I'm going to go the same again, actually. I think 2-1 Tottenham. I think they're going to have to get a win after the weekend. What do you reckon? I mean, Wolves are very solid, though. It's a diff- difficult team to beat, Wolves. Always very well organised. So uh, Yeah, definitely. Like Good game, though. My one to watch, Tuesday Championship. Cardiff versus Forest. So two big teams. There should be uh, quite a crowd there, I would have thought. And Cardiff, disappointing weekend, lost 2-0 at Stoke. The 10th, six points off the playoffs. Will they, won't they? Desperate to get into the playoffs and desperate to get back in the Premier League. And Forrest, again, another big team, huge history. Nil-nil at home to QPR, that's disappointing. But they're still fifth, so those two teams, that's what you call a real six-pointer, isn't it? One of them... um, Yeah. It's probably got draw written all over it, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that should be an interesting match and definitely, definitely one to watch. Should be a decent crowd there. I think Forest, even though it's a night match, they have a decent following. They'll take a few there, so it'll be a good a good atmosphere. So yeah, I think that'll be a good match. One to watch Cardiff Forest. But we'll be back with some more football chants and rants with the plants next week. You're not dashing off anywhere else. You're not going back to Iceland to go see some more whales, are you? Definitely not. It was... I saw, I saw the Northern Lights. That was good. That Northern was really Lights, good. a bit like Ewood Park. Uh, <laughs> floodlights. They're good Northern Lights as well. But no, no, definitely uh, a week at home. <laughs> 